What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of Rookie Ball, the podcast where you want to go if you need to know anything sports or if you just want to hear my opinion on them. I, of course, am always your host, Phoenix Igus, and welcome back to another Friday episode, y'all. I know, no Tuesday, but we got a bunch of games to get into. Finally, an exciting Thursday night football game. So without further ado, let's get it. So yes, as I said, the Thursday night football game was finally entertaining a bunch of offense, but a decent amount of defense, but defensive scores. The Arizona Cardinals beat the New Orleans Saints 42-34 to as Andy Dalton officially moves to either 0-12, 0-13, one of those two in primetime games. Bengals fans know all about that, uh, but the Cardinals move on uh Listen, the offense is sure. Uh, Andy Dalton uh, had a pretty good game uh, outside of the interceptions. 30 for 47, 361 yards, four touchdowns, and of course, three interceptions. One of them being in the red zone, the other two being pick sixes. So yeah, not, not the greatest. But I mean, if you look at the rest of the stats, it doesn't look like it's anything crazy. You know, Alvin Kamara had 49 yards on 11 carries. Uh, Chris Olave had a great game with 105 yards, but he didn't have a touchdown. And and then the next guy, I don't even know his name. It just says K. White. Uh, one reception, 64 yards. So it just looks like these big, that, that's one big play. One reception, 64 yards. And then the rest of the people had about 10 to 8 yards per reception. On the Cardinals side, Kyler Murray, 20 for 29, 204 yards, one touchdown. Uh, Benjamin, who is the running back right now, he had a great game. 12 carries for 92 yards and a touchdown. He also had four receptions for 21 yards. And then D-Hop, finally back from suspension, had 103 yards. So it wasn't like, given that, uh, that Dalton had three interceptions, no one was really impressive, uh, like, offensively. But it ended up in a huge, huge offensive showdown, 42-34 to 34 between the Cardinals. Like I said, I, I just don't think the Saints are good. Once I saw that Week 5 performance, uh, even though they won, they were just too competitive with a team that I don't think is anywhere near a playoff spot. Uh, so I think the Saints are bottom. Uh, of the NFC I still think the Cardinals are a potential playoff team but they need to get the coaching together Kyler Murray clearly does not believe in anything Cliff Kingsbury is doing so they need to figure that out as soon as possible but without further ado let's get into the games this weekend First up, we got a divisional matchup between the Cleveland Browns and the Baltimore Ravens. Now, a couple of weeks ago, this would have been a great matchup before the Browns started their slide down against the Falcons, but they have been demolished uh, these last few weeks. Just not good performances, not even close to wins. And the Ravens uh, obviously had another breakdown against the now 5-1 and one New York Giants last weekend. 
so will they be able to recover? We've talked about this a lot. They've had a lot of last-second meltdowns to lose games. They've been horrible in the fourth quarter this season. Are they going to be able to rebound? I think yes. Um, I was kind of looking through the Ravens' schedule uh, the last couple of days because for those of you who don't know, I don't know many times I will explain this, but I am a Bengals fan. So I was looking through the Ravens' schedule just to see how we match up. And they have a fairly easy schedule for the rest of the season. It's teams that could pull out wins against them, but I would expect them to win most of their remaining games this season. Uh, so I'm going to pick the Ravens here. Uh, I just think the Browns are too low on, on my power rankings here to upset the Ravens in any way. The offense is just not going to be able to keep up in the early game enough to amount a comeback in the second half. Then we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the now completely demolished uh, Carolina Panthers. Uh, for those who don't know, they traded away Christian McCaffrey last night to the San Francisco 49ers. So they have nothing in them. Even though I don't believe in the Buccaneers too much this season, I'm going with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Then we got the Atlanta Falcons and the Cincinnati Bengals. Both of these teams, 3-3. Three and three. One of them we didn't expect to be 3-3 three and three because we expected them to be worse. One of them we didn't expect them to be 3-3 three and because three we expected them to be better. Uh, who is going to win this matchup? Look, the Falcons have surprised me. And they have beaten teams that I didn't think they could. Uh, competed with teams that I never thought they possibly could. But I think the Bengals are back on track. T. Higgins is going to be coming back fully healthy. Logan Wilson looks like he might come back to play in this game uh, after being injured in the Saints game. And Burrow and Chase look like they have their connection back, especially against the Saints defense that just didn't know how to play them. Uh, but I think is a good defense. The Falcons defense hasn't been as spectacular this season. And I think we'll be able to find ways to uh, put in work against him so for that reason yes i am going to pick the cincinnati Bengals. listen there are going to be games i'm going to pick us to lose i promise but i think genuinely the Bengals will win this game then we get the detroit lions against the dallas cowboys there is a possibility in fact a very high possibility that deck prescott does return to this game and you know what for that reason he's coming back the Cowboys offense has showed out in a few games, and I do think Dak is a better quarterback than Cooper Rush. If you don't believe that, you're crazy. Uh, the Lions offense has been good, but it's looked like it's shown signs of weakness against really good defenses. The Cowboys have a very good defense, uh, and the Lions do not have a good defense. And so I think with a revamped now Dak Prescott, led Cowboys offense they'll be able to make it through and I hate that I'm saying this but I'm picking the Dallas Cowboys to win this game look they look impressive this year so far and they're getting their quarterback back then we got two teams one of them made me think they were going to be the surprise this season and now they've lost one of them looked like they could be a surprise, didn't think they were going to be, and now they are 5-1. and one. We got the New York Giants and the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars looked super hopeful for a few games this season between that Week 3 and Week 5 spotlight, 
but then started to tremble down, uh, lost a couple of games, including to an undefeated Eagles team, but they're just going down the slippery slope. The New York Giants, though, have looked incredible this season, and the fact is, their receiving game, their passing game, what the NFL has kind of shifted over to is completely robust. It doesn't work. Uh, they cannot pass the football. Uh, but they have Saquon Barkley, who has been playing like he deserved to be the number two overall pick a few years back. And you have an amazing defense that keeps you in a game. And you know what? They're going to go out and beat the Jacksonville Jaguars this week, and they are going to be 6-1. and one. Uh, I see the Jaguars posting no effect uh, against the Giants this weekend. And they're going to keep on rolling. I think they're really going to surprise some people. Stinks that they're in the same division as the Eagles. But, you know, who knows? They could pull this one out. I got the Giants beating the Jaguars. Then we move on to the Green Bay Packers and the Washington Commanders. Now, look, I'm going to pick the Packers to win this game. But they've they've really been falling off the last couple of games. Uh, just not playing well. And... It, it, it could be threatening. They just lost to the Jets last weekend. I think the Commanders are a little bit lower on the tier list than the New York Jets. So that's why I'm going to pick the Packers to win this game. I just can't see a world where Aaron Rodgers loses to the Washington Commanders. Next up, we got a divisional matchup. They're playing for the second time already this season. The Indianapolis Colts and the Tennessee Titans. So the Tennessee Titans have gotten back on track. They've been playing well the last few weeks. They've been winning games. They're back the top of their division, I believe, or they, or they could be like half a game back from the Colts. The Colts have a decent record, um, but have not played well at all. Uh, Jonathan Taylor has, I mean, he's not played the last couple of weeks, but he hasn't played up to par. Matt Ryan just doesn't look good. Um, and the, and the defense looks great. Who am I going to have win this matchup? Probably the Tennessee Titans. I think Derrick Henry is just back to his form uh, the last few weeks. He's been playing amazing. And for that reason, I think the Titans go 2-0 against the Colts this season. And I believe with this win, would take the front lead in the AFC South. Then we got the battle of the two bums this season, the Houston Texans and the Las Vegas Raiders. Both of these teams with only one win. One has a tie. So if the Raiders win this game, they are officially not the worst team in the NFL anymore. And uh, yeah, they're going to win this game. Listen, the Raiders are built as a good team. They're built as a team that can compete in the... NFL, in the NFL playoffs this year and yet they're stuck in this realm with the with the Houston Texans so I, I, they're gonna win this game um, and, and there's not much to say about it you know it, it, in fact the Raiders being the Texans is in fact my lock of the week next up we got the New York Jets and the Denver Broncos now I was gonna pick this one as my upset of the week when I was looking at the schedule for this week before last weekend's game, and I was going to pick the Jets to beat the Broncos as the upset, but the Broncos would be the upset here. I'm going with the Jets over the Broncos. Look, the Broncos just have not played well this season. 
Russell Wilson is a mess, man. He cannot play football anymore. And he keeps on doing these dumb commercials. Uh, he's done for. And the Jets look like a team on the rise. They're 4-2. and two. They really could make a run at the playoffs this season and eliminate some teams that we were locked on were in the playoffs this year. The Jets could come in as a real shock this season. I wouldn't be surprised. Even though I said they're not playoff ready, a team can always sneak in a couple wins that I wasn't expecting. So I got the Jets beating the Broncos. Moving on, the newly CMC-added 49ers at home against the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, a lot of people may be thinking, you know, who can stop the 49ers offense? Realistically, no one can. Uh, only the top defenses in the NFL are going to have any chance against them now. And their defense is good. But who's going to stop the Chiefs offense? Patrick Mahomes has proved he can do this thing without Tyreek Hill. And they've played spectacular this season. Sure, they got Christian McCaffrey now. Sure, they got Debo Samuel. Brandon Ayuk looks really good, especially last weekend. You got George Kittle. But, like, can Jimmy Garoppolo actually throw to them? Uh, he has just not looked good uh, so far this season. He looks way worse than he did last season when they made it to the NFC Championship game. And the Chiefs look like the Chiefs. Uh, so I'm going to pick the Kansas City Chiefs to win this game. I know a lot of people are going to pick San Francisco, considering that Christian McCaffrey is going to be there for that game, I'm, I'm supposing. Uh, but I'm going to pick the Kansas City Chiefs. They've just proved to me much more this season. And I need to see the 49ers prove to me with McCaffrey before I fully lock on to them. Then we got the Seattle Seahawks against the Los Angeles Chargers. And man, there's just not a lot of games this week that I like as an upset of the week. And I know you guys love the upset of the week, so I got to have one. But I also want to have a good record. What am I going to do here? I am... I'm going to lock this in as my... Upset of the week. I, I was between these last three games. I, I just didn't like them. This is the one I like the most. The Seattle Seahawks are going to beat the Los Angeles Chargers this weekend. Lock it in. Don't put any bets on this one because I am not confident. I actually think the Chargers are going to dominate this game. Um, but I got to have an upset. Got to have an upset. So I'm going to go with Seattle here. Moving on, we got the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Miami Dolphins. Looks like Mitchell Trubisky is back to being the starter now that Kenny Pickett suffered an injury in last weekend's game. The Dolphins, uh, there's... Talks that Tua could be back this game. It, it it destroys me to see that he might be back this game when everyone knows that he shouldn't. Um, listen, the the Dolphins, the Dolphin. If Tua is back and he can play in any way how he did uh, before the injury uh, against the Bills and against the Bengals. Um, Sure, the Dolphins win this game. If he is not, or if Teddy Bridgewater is starting this game, I got the Steelers. So let that just be known. 
if Teddy Bridgewater starts this game, I got the Steelers. If Tua starts this game and finishes this game, I got the Dolphins. Then we move on to our Monday night football game. I don't know why they keep putting this team on primetime along with the Broncos. The Chicago Bears versus the New England Patriots. The Patriots look good. Um, Mac Jones is reportedly possibly able to come back for this game. I'm going to be honest with you. If I am the Patriots, I'm not letting him start this game. I am letting Zappi start this game and see if he can flame another defense. He's looked really good. He's undefeated so far this season. So if you're truly asking me, I would have Zappi start this game. And whether Mac Jones or Zappi starts this game, I got the Patriots beating the Bears here. But I think Zappi could make this a really, really big blowout. Uh, he's just looked so good with the offense his his first few starts. They've dominated teams. They, they went to overtime because of him against the Packers. They destroyed the Lions. They destroyed the Browns. Oh no, they've just looked so good with him under center. And for that reason, I'm picking the Patriots either way. But I think they could have a huge win if they don't start Mac Jones this weekend. So those are my predictions, but we're not done yet this episode. It's going to be a decently long one because the NBA season has officially started. We are now one, two-ish games in right now, and I am going into my predictions. Like I said, I'll predict mid beginning of the season, middle of the season, and then talk about the playoffs. So we're going to get into the NBA regular season, and then on Tuesday, We'll be getting in into the MLB playoffs. So let's get into the NBA. Pulls up, three-pointer. Bang! Bang! It's good! Wins the game at the buzzer! So yes, as I said, the NBA season has officially begun. And we're going to get into my beginning of the season playoff predictions. I'm not going to add too much analysis into why I made my picks outside of literally just the main reason. So, starting in the Eastern Conference, because I believe it is extremely more weak than the Western Conference, although they have two top teams that I think could beat anybody in the West, starting with the number one seeded Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis is just the best player all around, abilities-wise, talent-wise, in the NBA, in my opinion. If that big three can stay healthy, we saw how much losing Chris Middleton meant to them in the playoffs last season. If they all stay healthy, they're the best team in the NBA. Number two, we got the Boston Celtics. They made the NBA Finals last season. Why can't they do it again? I think they're even better this season than they were last season. And number three, we got the Miami Heat. I'm still a huge believer in the Miami Heat. I think they're a, a championship contender. I think they can do really well. And for that reason, they're at number three. At number four, we got the Cleveland Cavaliers made a huge splash in off in the offseason for Donovan Mitchell. They have a great young team. If they're not good this season, they're going to be good in the future. But I got them uh, reaching their peak a little bit early here, being a home court advantage team in the playoffs. 
At number five, we got the Atlanta Hawks, also made a huge splash in the offseason for DeJounte Murray. Now listen, this team has some weak spots. Their backcourt's defense is rough. But if they can find a way to get Murray and Young to play together well, this is a really well-built team, and I think they can shock a lot of people like they did a couple of seasons ago. Then at the sixth seed, I got the 76ers. I'm just not a huge believer in them. I, they are still a playoff team, definitely. Um, I just, I don't know. I don't see the appeal of this team. I don't think Harden and Embiid work together well. I think Harden's going to take a lot away from Embiid. And it's hard when you have such a blossoming young star in Maxi to not have him show out some games and take away the spotlight from a player that needs to ball like Embiid does. At seven, I got the Bulls. I don't think they really progress from, from where they were last season. Lonzo is still injured for it looks like a decent amount. DeMar is going to play like DeMar. I'm, I'm supposing he does. Um, and I, I think the rest of the team will play the same. I don't think anybody's going to crazy progress this season for the Chicago Bulls. And I think they end up in the exact same range that they were last season, except this year they're going to have to play in the play-in game, which I think could be very dangerous for them. Another team that I have returning to the play-in games is the Brooklyn Nets. This team is just not going to play well. It doesn't matter if Kyrie plays good. It doesn't matter if KD plays good. Ben Simmons needs to learn how to pass the ball more because he's really going to be the Draymond Green of this team. It doesn't matter. They get destroyed by the other team because they don't know how to work together. They have really weak spots at the um, at the small forward and at the shooting guard position and at the center position. Uh, so I just don't really know what they're expecting. I think they're going to get the same result, just a little bit better this season because they'll actually have Ben Simmons playing, which I do think is a good thing. Uh, but that is what I think right now. I could think differently later in the season. But I do have them at 8. Moving on to 9, I have the Toronto Raptors. Strictly just because I don't think there's any better teams in the East uh, than the Raptors. Uh, the East, I said, is just extremely weak. Has a lot of teams that I think will be tanking the season. Uh, so the Toronto Raptors at 9. I think Scotty Barnes takes a jump this season from how good he was even last season. And at 10, I have the Wizards just because they have a star on their team. Uh, I think a full, healthy season of Bradley Beal, whether he's there half the season uh, and gets traded or plays the entire season, I think that'll be good enough to put them in the playing game. I don't expect them to do anything in the playing games. Who is my team that I have coming out of the East? I had them as my one seed for the reason. I got the Milwaukee Bucks. I just think they're the best built team. Uh, they don't really have any weak spots outside of maybe point guard. I don't know if Drew is playing the shooting or the point guard right now. Uh, but whichever one he's not, that is the weak spot on this team. Moving on to the Western Conference. Who do I have? Listen, this is the much stronger, uh, much stronger conference. The, the top eight seeds were impossible to pick between. I feel like I'm committing a crime by how low some of these teams are, considering how high they were last season. So I'm going to go from, from 10 to 1 this time. I think that'll be a little more exciting. 
So at the 10 seed, at the bottom of the play-in, I have the Sacramento Kings. Just because the rest of the teams don't really appeal to me in the Western Conference, they at least have Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox, although I think there's a chance one of them could get moved this season. Probably Fox. Um, but look, they have two players that can be potential All-Stars, uh, and if they play to their potential, they can be a play-in team this season. So I don't believe they'll play to their fullest potential, but I do believe they'll play somewhat well to get them to the very bottom of those playing games at the 10th seed. And if they play at their potential in the playoffs, they could be a very dangerous playing team. At the 9th seed, I have the Trailblazers. A lot of people will think that's going to be a lot of disrespect on Damian Lillard. I think Damian Lillard is great. He's one of the best players in the NBA, but he has genuinely no one around him. Nurkic is just not playing like he used to. They traded CJ McCollum away last season. Anthony Simons is a rising star, and Jeremy Grant has sparks. But he I'm going to be honest, he's surrounded by a bunch of role players or about to be good players in the NBA. So for that reason, I, I got the Trailblazers at 9. Dame obviously can make anything happen in the playoffs. Uh, but I think he's going to have to make it happen in the play-in games. So the 7th and 8th seed, I feel nasty for putting these teams this low. But I just don't think they're going to work the way we think they're going to work this season. At the 8th seed, I have the Denver Nuggets. And I love the Denver Nuggets. Nikola Jokic is, in my opinion, a top 3 player in the NBA. And he's not 3rd. Um, and he's the best center in the NBA, in my opinion. But listen, I just... Michael Porter Jr. and and Jamal Murray are coming back from injury. I think it's going to be a bit until they fully get back to form. Until then, it's really just going to be the Jokic against everyone show. And look, that worked last season, but I think people are finally starting to figure it out. He needs Murray and Porter Jr. to get back to, sh to their old form as soon as possible uh and i think it's gonna take a bit uh but they will eventually get back and they'll start winning some games like crazy and i think that'll move them into that top eight i think they're gonna be out of that playoff picture for like halfway through the season and then they're gonna go on a huge surge that gets them into that eight seed spot still has to play in uh to clinch their spot because at the seventh seed I have the number one seed from last season, the, the Phoenix Suns. I, it just feels weird, but I just don't think they're able to get it together this season. Um, DeAndre Ayton is just not going to want to play there. I think Chris Paul genuinely, I know a lot of people say this every year, but I really do think he's finally going to take a little regression this season. I think age is finally going to catch up to him a bit. Um... And Devin Booker is going to continue to play well, but I don't think Devin Booker is good enough to completely carry a team on his back to a home court advantage spot in the Western Conference. At number six, I have the Minnesota Timberwolves. They played their first game. They looked good against the Oklahoma City Thunder. So, you know, can't really get too much from that. But Rudy Gobert looked good. I just still see some very potential weak spots if Cat doesn't play good, if Edwards doesn't play good, 
Um, I don't expect Rudy to generate that much offense like he did in the first game throughout this season. He's supposed to be the defensive guy for a reason. I just believe if Cat doesn't play good, does this team still win the game? Or if Edwards doesn't play good, does this team? I just don't notice enough consistency in Carl Anthony Towns' game, who I do still believe is the best player on this team for right now. I don't see enough consistency in him day in and day out to make me think otherwise than higher than the sixth seed. But if he does throughout the first half of the season, once we revisit halfway through the season, I may move them up a little bit higher. At the number five seed, I have a team that I think is going to shock people if they stay healthy. That is the New Orleans Pelicans. I'm going to be honest, I'm putting them at five right now just because they haven't won enough games. Um, I think if Zion stays healthy and if Brandon Ingram plays like he did in last year's playoffs and CJ just plays like CJ, he doesn't have to do anything spectacular. If he just plays like CJ, this team is crazy dangerous. They have defense at Herb Jones, Valanchunas, Zion. And they have offense with Zion and Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum. And they have, and they just have chemistry. When I see them play together, they look like they enjoy each other. They look like they're friends. And with a few teams on this list, I see a lot of tension in their locker rooms. With the Suns, I see tension. With the Timberwolves, I see some tension. Uh, I don't see Cat and, and Edwards hanging out. Obviously, Aiton does not want to play with the Suns right now. Uh, and with the Lakers, too. Um, who you will see I do not have on this list. I don't think they're making the playoffs. I genuinely think they might be the bottom two teams in the West. I was going to say bottom, but man, there's there's some teams. But they might be bottom two. Um, so I just think they like playing with each other. I, this is my dark horse. Uh, if they play how I expect them to play and everyone stays healthy on this team, um, I'm probably going to move them up. To the top four but at right now at four i have the dallas mavericks luka Doncic is a different beast he's an animal i know they lost their first game to the suns after blowing a huge lead um but listen as long as you don't blow a huge lead and you play like you did in the first half of this game you're gonna do good things they still need a second star they they need to do something mid-season christian wood is just not enough he played well in the first game, and I think he will play good. But you need a a guy that at least can take the ball away sometimes from Luka, like Brunson did in last year's playoffs. At the three seed, I got the Memphis Grizzlies. Now, I don't think the Grizzlies are in any way competing for a title this season. But we saw them as the number two seed last year. People picked them to lose in the first round. People picked them to lose in the second round. They did lose in the second round. This is a great regular season team. And I that's not a statement I like using a lot because what does that even really mean? But it, they do have depth. Uh, and in the regular season, you're going to be playing your bench players a little bit more than you are playing your stars uh, in like the playoffs. So the Grizzlies have depth. And if people are putting in their bench players a lot more in the regular season, you're going to have the better unit out there if you have depth on your bench so the Grizzlies are gonna win a lot of games in the regular season 
but they're not going to make any noise in the playoffs. For that reason, I have them as the number three seed, but they're going to be facing, based off my predictions, a team like the Timberwolves, maybe the Pelicans, the Suns, the Nuggets. And I think once you get into playoff basketball, once, you know, Devin Booker is playing, you know, 38 to 40 minutes a game, Jokic is doing the same, Zion's doing the same, I don't think you win those games. So for that reason, the Grizzlies at the three seed, but I don't have them competing for a championship. At number two, I have the Golden State Warriors, the returning champs. Um, look, you know, I don't believe they're the best team in this conference. They definitely could grab the number one seed, and I would not be surprised. Um, but I have them at the number two. Steph Curry's going to have a great season. There is a little bit of tension, obviously, between Draymond Green and I would think the rest of the team, not even just Jordan Poole. Um, I don't think he's going to get re-signed after the season. I don't think they have the money to do it. Uh, so for that reason, I, I think they may lose a couple of games that they didn't want to. Um, and it's going to land them at the two seed. Going to my number one seed in the Los Angeles Clippers. If this team stays healthy, if they play at their potential... This is the best team in the NBA. Kawhi Leonard, if people don't remember, is one of the best players in the NBA. Paul George, when he played like he did last season, can be one of the best players in the NBA. And if John Wall plays like John Wall, and he looked pretty good in their first game, he can, he can put a lot of damage with this team. And they have a lot of depth uh, around their team as well. And I think, I think they can make some noise this year as long as they stay healthy. Uh, there's a lot of teams in the Western Conference that if they stay healthy, they're a top three team. Um, but if they don't, there's a chance they couldn't even make the playoffs. So I have the Clippers at the number one seed. I don't have enough faith in them to say, hey, they're making the finals. Who do I have making the finals? Um... I'm going to pick the Warriors, Warriors Bucks as my safe pick, but I'm going to make the prediction right here and right now. There is, in, in a world that I think is very possible, because I think these are two teams that if they play at their potential and if they stay healthy, they could be huge dark horses. I'm going to make my prediction that if I had one to go back on, a shocker, the Pelicans and the Cavs would be an electric uh, NBA Finals. I'm just throwing it out there. Bucks and Warriors is my official, if I were to put money on it, bet for the NBA Finals. But for, for fun, you know, who I think genuinely could make it there as a shocker, my upset of the year, the Pelicans and the Cavs. Are, are my fun NBA Finals pick that I think is insanely possible. So that is all the time we have for this episode. I will see you guys this Tuesday. I know I haven't been popping out for the Tuesday episodes lately. There will be a Tuesday episode. So I will see you guys then. And I will see you guys on the flippity flip. Get out of here.